The path to winning the 2020 presidential election might go through Wisconsin. Back in 2016, President Trump won the state by about 22,000 votes. And in this year's campaign, both candidates have been making regular stops there. But with COVID cases raging, more Wisconsin voters than ever are casting ballots by mail. And election officials in the state can't start counting those ballots until Election Day. Which means it might take a while before we know who's won Wisconsin. And perhaps the presidency itself. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, October 26th. Coming up on the show, Wisconsin's chief elections official on how long it could take to have a winner. episode is brought to you by Natrol. Natrol is America's number one drug-free sleep aid brand, helping you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Natrol melatonin gummies are made with clean ingredients like 99% pure melatonin to work with your sleep cycle, helping you sleep better, making the next day your best day. Natrol. Sleep tonight, live tomorrow. Shop now at natrol.com. This product helps with occasional sleeplessness. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent diseases. Have you already voted? I have. I voted by mail. Megan Wolf is Wisconsin's chief elections official. Early voting just kicked off in her state last week. Have you been to any of those early voting sites? I have. I have. So I I live in Madison, Wisconsin myself. And so on the first day of in-person absentee, I did go check out a few of them and see how they're operating. Many of them have moved in-person absentee outdoors. So like in Madison, they utilized a lot of the libraries and they were utilizing outdoor spaces near the libraries to conduct Mm. that process to keep our voters and poll workers safe. Voter and poll worker safety is especially important in Wisconsin right now because the state is a hotspot for COVID. It has one of the highest rates for new coronavirus cases in the country. The surge in cases in Wisconsin is overwhelming health officials. This isn't just pockets of COVID anymore. Almost all Wisconsin counties have what public health officials say are very high levels of the virus. It seems like every day we're talking about a new record number of cases or deaths or hospitalizations. Wisconsin is having one of the worst outbreaks in the country, and the data shows that the surge shows no signs of slowing there. The outbreak is so bad that Wisconsin has had to open a field hospital for COVID patients. And to prevent the spread at voting sites, Megan says they're taking a number of precautions. We have a public health checklist that's been sent to all of our polling places along with signage. We also did things like take their orders for polling place supplies, hand sanitizer, disinfectant, masks, pens, blue painter's tape so they can mark lines for social distancing. All these things are supplies and procedures that we've already put in place. And so I think certainly as our state sees an increase in these cases, you know, precautions are even more important, but we feel prepared for that. And I think even more so that a trip to the grocery store, other things that voters do, when you go to the polling place, you're gonna see that public health guidance is incorporated into every single step of the process. One thing that won't be part of the process is requiring voters to wear masks, even though the state has a mask mandate. Just like any state, you can't ascribe an additional qualification to voting. 
So while because of the mask mandate, we're able to require that poll workers and observers and others wear a mask when they're in polling places, for voters, it's certainly recommended that voters wear masks. And in many of the polling places, there will be a supply of them if a voter needs one. So it's not something that you can require of voters, but you can put practices mm-hmm. into place uh, to make sure that those voters that make that choice and others around them are all safe. Obviously, a lot of voters this year across the country, not just in Wisconsin, aren't actually going to go to the polls. There are so many ballots being cast by mail. I think there's a million people in Wisconsin that have already mailed in their ballots. Yeah, so there have been more than 1.4 million absentee ballots that have been issued to voters, and there are about 1.1 million that have already been returned. Wow. How does that compare to prior years? It's very different. Very, very different. So in 2016, for that presidential election, we saw a total of 200,000 people that participated using absentee by mail, and we're now at 1.4 million for this election. And the number of absentee voters keeps climbing. In the few days since I spoke to Megan, the total number of absentee ballots requested has surpassed 1.7 million. Like most states, Wisconsin has already attempted a big vote-by-mail election this year, the presidential primary in April. And back then, there were a number of problems. People had a hard time figuring out how to vote by mail, and some ballots got delayed in the mail, and some never even arrived. And there were also a bunch of lawsuits over deadlines, which created new guidelines that clerks had to follow. What lessons did you take away from that primary in April? That first stay-at-home order came in the middle of an active election. So ballots went out for our April primary in February, and the first stay-at-home order was on March 12th. And so most ballots were already out to voters at that time. You know, the state of Wisconsin went from a state that did typically 6% absentee voting by mail to a state that did over 60% absentee voting Mm -hmm. by mail. And that was a change that happened in a blink of an eye. It happened almost overnight. And so we learned a lot about how to scale that process up. It was a very manual process where clerks were using a pen to write on an address and a stamp to send those few absentee ballots to voters. And so we've since automated a lot of the features. We've increased the ability to be able to audit the process to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And if it does, that we can help those voters while there's still time. And we've also done things like incorporate intelligent mail barcodes into the absentee by mail process. So this allows voters to track their ballots throughout the entire process, but it also allows us to run quality control checks on the process to make sure everything's reaching the milestones as expected. During that April primary, I understand that more than 70,000 mail-in ballots were received after Election Day and that it took a court to rule that those votes could be included in the results. Yes, in April, ultimately, uh, there was a postmark deadline where if you postmarked your ballot by Election Day, but it was received by the following Monday, it still counted. That ruling is not in place for this election. So our state law says that all absentee ballots have to be received by 8 p.m. on Election Day to be counted. And so any vote that comes in afterward, even if the person had put it in the mail a day or two before, but if it doesn't show up by 8 p.m. on Election Day, it's not going to count. That's correct. That's correct. That's how our state law is written. What can you do to try to make sure that people understand that and get their ballots in by the deadline so that every vote counts? 
So a lot of education on that topic, making sure that voters who may be new to absentee by mail know what the rules are. So you don't have to mail your ballot back. You can actually bring it back to your clerk's office. You can put it in a drop box if your municipality has those available. And if you're running up against it, by mail is not the best way to return that ballot. You should return that ballot then in person. But even if all those ballots get in on time, it still might be a while before we know who won. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Next week, we could be waiting longer than normal to find out who won the election. Wisconsin is one of a few potential swing states in the 2020 race that is key to either candidate's path to victory. And since Wisconsin voters have been mailing in their ballots in record numbers, we might not know who won Wisconsin on election night. Wisconsin law says that polling places can't start counting absentee ballots until polls open on election day. And the process of counting those ballots takes a lot of time. When you vote absentee by mail, your ballot remains in the absentee certificate envelope until election day. It's sent to your polling place. Then the election inspectors have to take a look at that certificate when they receive it. And they have to first announce the voter's name and the voter's address, just like they would if the voter was in person and was at the poll book. They then have to review that certificate for sufficiency. They have to make sure that the voter signed it, and they have to make sure that the witness signed it and put their address on as well. And once those things are correct, they have to open the ballot, they have to uh, feed the ballot through the tabulator. And so all these things take longer to do. There have to be two inspectors involved in every single one of those decisions of sufficiency Hmm. for a ballot. Whereas if somebody comes in in person, they're able to move through that line. And while a lot of the same checks are in place, it's a faster process in person than it is to have to do that analysis for each ballot as it comes in. So given that there's already more than a million mail-in ballots that have already been sent, how long is, are we going to have to wait to find out who wins Wisconsin? Many of our jurisdictions, you know, expect that it may take them a little bit longer. They certainly need more people to help with that process, uh, but they expect to be done by early the following morning. Even if Wisconsin does have results by the morning after Election Day, there are a handful of other states, including Pennsylvania, another swing state, that will be in the same situation and won't begin counting ballots until Election Day. People are saying, well, we might not know the outcome of the election for days or weeks after Election Day, which could create a lot of 
you know, turmoil and unrest in the United States. What do you think when you hear people express worry about that? You know, I I think that folks probably don't know a lot of times how to get involved and watch that process. There are no dark corners in elections. There's no locked doors. Every single step of the process is publicly noticed. And so I really do think communication is a huge part of it. And as election officials, we've been working a lot on those communication tools, on engaging with the media, engaging with the public, so that we can inform them about where we're at in the process and about their opportunities to get involved. So once we do finally have those results in, what's the first thing that you're going to do? Take a breath or take a nap? (laughs) Oh, I wish that were the case. So I hope our local election officials can do that. For us, we have to start the nomination paper process for our spring elections. So no rest for the weary. (laughs) Yeah, the work doesn't stop. (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's all for today, Monday, October 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.